Support for the WSHU podcast Off the Path comes from Opair in America, cultural exchange childcare for more than 30 years. Opairinamerica.com. And from Webster Private Bank with personalized wealth management services to help clients move forward confidently. WebsterBank.com slash private banking. Member FDIC. Two 19th century artists defined American landscape painting. Their art took them all over the world, but they always returned to the mountains and valleys around New York's Hudson River. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, in search of fascinating and forgotten stories on the road from New York to Boston. Thomas Cole was a young artist who earned a meager living painting portraits for wealthy clients. He moved to a small farmhouse in Catskill, New York in the 1820s. He saw the Hudson River and the Catskill Mountains, and the beauty of that landscape changed him. Cole turned his career away from portraits towards landscapes. I went to see some at the Wadsworth Athenaeum in Hartford, Connecticut. The gallery has one of the world's best collections of work by Cole and his contemporaries. Curator Aaron Monroe shows me the landscape paintings that came before Cole. They were usually flat depictions of American historical events. What someone like Thomas Cole does is he becomes a little more poetic and symbolic using landscape to talk about American identity, American history. Rolling mountains, winding rivers, and vast expanses of trees that emphasize the wild, untouched nature of the American landscape. And thus, what we now know and describe as the Hudson River School of Painting. It wasn't an actual school. There's no schoolhouse. But Cole did have a student, Frederick Church. Church took what he learned from Cole and upped the size, scale, and drama every chance he got. His panoramas of mountains and rivers made him a worldwide sensation. Hudson River School painters have paved the way for American artists looking to their own backyard, to the natural wonders that made this nation distinct from Italy, Europe, all these places with ruins. We didn't have that. We had uncharted territory. Cole and Church carried their sketchbooks up into the mountains. Cole painted the Catskill Mountain House, a high-end getaway for the rich, and Catterskill Falls, a 260-foot waterfall. But Church had wanderlust. He is one of the first to travel to places like South America, Antarctica, and even the Caribbean, and was always in search of new uncharted territory that he could use for his paintings, which in turn he would hopefully promote and make a good sale. Both men's success attracted other artists to the Hudson River School. They spent their time looking for what they called the sublime, with a capital S, evidence of the presence of God in natural beauty like mountains, storms, and sunsets. There's this element of something far greater than us on Earth, this sort of divine presence in nature that is evidenced through things like wild weather patterns and natural wonders like Niagara Falls. There are elements of finding evidence of God's hand in nature and looking for sublime skies and terrain. I went to Catskill, New York, to see the landscapes that inspired both artists. I start on Thomas Cole's front porch. When you step up on this porch, it makes you catch your breath. 
Betsy Jacks runs the Thomas Cole National Historic Site. We're looking at a beautiful panoramic view. You can see straight 10 miles across a flat valley, and then the Catskill Mountains come up very steeply like a wall. A Thomas Cole painting hangs just inside the house and shows the same view. Jax likes to watch how the weather changes over the mountains and compare it to the painting. Today they are little, little misty, all different shades of light blue. On other days, I can see every tree on that mountain. It's crisp and clear. Earlier this year, a pedestrian walkway was added to one of the bridges crossing the Hudson River. Jax and I walk out on the bridge. This is the place where American art began. You can see the towers and turrets of a huge mansion rise from the hills across the river. That house was built by Frederick Church, Cole's student. Sean Sawyer meets us on the bridge. He runs the historic site at Church's house. He says Church fell in love with the land while he studied here with Cole. He left for a decade to travel the world, then came back to the place he loved. The view here takes in a panorama. One of Frederick Church's great innovations aesthetically and as a painter was to paint in panoramic scale so that his audience and patrons would be immersed in the landscapes that he created and almost surround them. This new pedestrian walkway allows visitors an easy stroll from Cole's modest house to Church's mansion across the river in half an hour or so. Plus, it's a great view. You are truly three-dimensionally immersed in the Hudson River School and the landscapes that inspired it. So we're looking across to the Catskills, down the river. Cole and Church were among the country's first environmentalists. Their paintings inspired people like Henry David Thoreau and John Muir. Church was part of the group that helped preserve Niagara Falls, one of his favorite subjects to paint. Betsy Jacks says there were no environmental regulations or protections in place at all. They were clear-cutting forests, and then the runoff polluted the streams, and the industry was, it created kind of an ecological disaster in the Catskills. He watched his favorite places, the most scenic places, just get laid waste. There was no protections for the most special, beautiful places. Jacks says many of the landscapes they painted actually look better now. Because in 1894, New York put a clause into its constitution, declaring much of the Catskills a forever wild zone, one of the highest levels of environmental preservation anywhere in the country. The kind of development that was happening in Thomas Cole's time in those places is now not happening. So the trees have regrown, and it really does look the way Thomas Cole had wished it looked then. Jack says the Hudson River School's legacy is alive in the arts, too. You can measure that in some ways by the sheer volume of contemporary artists, writers, and creative people of all kinds who come back to Thomas Cole and Frederick Church for inspiration. These two artists said things that really resonate today that they could have been said yesterday. They say things like, we are still in Eden. The wall that shuts us out of the garden is our own ignorance and folly. And she says we might treat nature with more respect if we look at it through the same eyes these artists did. This is Off the Path from WSHU Public Radio. I'm Davis Donovan, out there in search of extraordinary stories on the road from New York to Boston. Boston.